You are now tuned in to the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to the All-Star Vintage Podcast mm. with your boys Dom and Mark. Uh-huh. Back again for another episode. Uh, yeah, that's correct. It is episode... 22 now? Deuce, deuce. Deuce, deuce, deuce. Uh, 22, episode 22 on the Chop Sports Network. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Speaking of how you doing, this shirt I have on, though, is very how you doing. Oh. This is this is class. This is high society. That's why we should have video up right now, because this is a class shirt. Tell, this is summertime, tell everybody who you look like right summer, now. Oh, it's a summertime tone. Summertime soprano. Easy. Mark, Mark Moltisanti. <laughs> <laughs> Your stage name. That's my new stage name. Mark How Moltisanti. Yeah, we had to go to a, a friend of ours, um, had a, a baby shower today. And I don't know about any of you guys, because I'm assuming most men listen to this show, have been to baby showers before. That's a new thing. That is a new thing. I think mean, this is like a new a new trend. I would say happening. like probably over the past five years or so. Yeah, they started. You started seeing more of the co-ed, and um, mm-hmm. but it was funny, dude, because like all the guys there, yeah, like we're all no saying the same thing. Do. Like, we don't know what to do. Yeah, we don't we know, know how to dress. Happens. Yeah, we don't know what to do. We don't know what happens at baby showers, and not usually for men. Now you always, I always assumed they were like a thing for like the women. That was like their time, and I thought they appreciated it. You know, like get time away from us fucking animals. You know, rightfully so. Yeah, but no, it was the first time for me, and obviously everybody else. And you know, kudos to Brack and Jen. You know, it was. It was nice. Place was nice. Kudos for having food, an open bar. Yeah, the fucking food was good too. Cannolis all day. I just eat cannolis all day. Sopranoed out. Yeah, I was sopranoed out all day. Soprano was, Sundays. Yeah, it was a nice day. Saw people you don't normally see. So it's always a good day. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good time. Yeah, it was cool. But like, I don't, I just, I personally just thought when I got the invitation that I was, I was like, is this a mistake? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, baby shower. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Me? Yeah, I'm like, me, baby shower. But no, I mean, it worked out. It was just, Every, it, was, it was new for everybody. Let's put it New experience. Way. It was a new experience. But, like, you know, you see this going this way. People doing the gender reveals. There's a party, you know, there's a party for everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Food was good. I got some fucking beer spill all over yeah. my goddamn shirt. There was a game where we had to got suck, sucked into that game. We had to suck beer out of um, a baby bottle so you could do a fastest. So Brooke was like, do you know how to win this? I'm like... I don't know. I get, like, yeah. She's like, you have to bite the nipple uh-huh. off. That's what Jack did. He got disqualified. Oh, did he? I yeah. couldn't fucking do well, it. He chugged it so fast. Ah, see, I don't think my teeth are strong enough to fucking do that. <laughs> I think if I pulled any harder, my all my teeth would fall out oh of my, my God, goddamn mouth. Imagine mat. that. Oh, Losing a tooth, biting the How embarrassing would that be? While cheating? <laughs> yeah. Cheating in a stupid fucking game. and At a baby shower? Yeah. <laughs> and you chip a tooth. Oh, that'd be a good story. Oh, yeah. 
That'd no, luckily that did not happen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. And then uh, a couple days ago, woke up 36 years old. That's right. That's right. Now that this is it. Yeah. That's why we didn't have a show this past week. Dom was away. I was away. He was away. And happy birthday on the air, even though it's been way past your birthday. Thank, <laughs> and thank gonna, you. And this is going to be by my birthday when this airs, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we went away, hit up the Pocono Mountains and PA. Brought yeah. the dogs again, man. Got a nice Airbnb on the water, like nice. a nice little creek in the backyard. Um, the house was really cool. Um, it was funny, man. Like mm. I was saying this the whole time, Brooke. I'm like, this house is made for tripping because all the art <laughs> it's just like was so eclectic and okay. crazy it's and all like, like that trip trippy. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I felt like it was one of those things. Like if you know, you know. Like, mm-hmm. You know, they set it up for you to uh-huh. take mushrooms and walk around the backyard. There was gargoyles. <laughs> there were like fucking fairies, dude. Like that's probably what they do have it as an Airbnb. That's probably what they expect you to do. I'm saying, man. <laughs> so like, it was cool because every you know, every time I walked around the house or in the backyard, I was finding something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I found the attic on the last day. Didn't even know what? that existed. The yeah, basement right. was creepy as hell. It was an old house. Yeah, very nice. very old. I'm older than my house. Oh shit. Um. But yeah, it was it was really cool. We enjoyed our time, man. And you know what? Yeah. You don't have to do anything crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like so, like you know, people be like, "Oh, you went to the Poconos for your one year mm-hmm. wedding anniversary?" Yeah, and you know what we did, man? Like we we did a ton of scenic driving. We went to wineries. We went to awesome restaurants. We fucking mm. uh, kayaked across the Delaware. Yeah, it's like we, we get to went mountain bike. We're doing everything that we love to do. Yeah, like and with our dogs. Man. Yeah, so it was like. Yeah, very much uh, in our element for sure out That's there. Good. Yeah, it's just beautiful, man. It's, That's why know, I, yeah. drive around even just so peaceful. It's not congested. I say I say, I've, you know I say it more and more now, but you're just this much closer to just staying, going to one of these Airbnbs and just not coming back. It's gonna happen. It's gonna <laughs> happen. Um, Brooke is finally seeing the light, <laughs> finally breaking through, uh, which is you know awesome. But uh, yeah, it definitely won't be easy. But if we no. do, it, we won't be far. No. We that's what I'm saying. You don't you, have to. Yeah, that's what's that's the fucking beauty of it is you can go right like on the border. You know, it's 78. And that's Boom. What, that's what I was telling Brooke. I'm like, you know, our happy place is like so close from us. Mm-hmm. Like it's stupid not to just be out there yeah. all the time. Legit. You know, if that that and this is goes to anyone. If you know, you find a place that makes you happy mm-hmm. and you feel free and you know, you feel energized and, you know, good in the mind being out there. Like, all that stuff. Fuck if you could do it, do it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, I, you know, I work from home. I, you know, I had the opportunity to really be anywhere in the world mm-hmm. if I want. But what would she, would she still work here? We don't know yet. That's what's it's, that, it's would be, that would be a little. It's funny. unlikely. Yeah. It'd be a hell of a commute. I yeah. mean, she wouldn't, she would be able to, like, come home in the afternoon if she did it. Yeah, because like you know how her day breaks up mm-hmm. into two shifts, morning yeah. and afternoon. Well, maybe she wouldn't she, have that yeah. break. She'd stay at like her dad's, dad's house, house or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine something like that It'd probably be easiest. Yeah, man, that's where I'm at in life right now. But did have a nice birthday, nice anniversary, all that good stuff. That's the summer's just good. crazy. The summer's just uh, rolling yeah. now. Yeah, it's just rolling. It just keeps on coming. And then next weekend, we got to do that thing with Gary, you know, the fucking beer girl. No, no, it's the week after next week. Yeah, a couple weeks Oh, thank now. God. I need, so, a, yeah. I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> I need a break from social activity. 
I know. Mental reset, man. Because yeah. not only is it Dom's birthday, it's the 15th. It was my mom's birthday as well. They share a birthday. And it's like, right yes. Yeah. And I'm right. It's such a weird entwined thing with like us and actually the points. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because Danielle's is the day before 14. yours. Then you have yours and my mom's. Then you have yours and my mom's. Then you have LaPointe. He's the 27th, the day before mine. Yep. And then me, the 28th. And then Dave is right in August. Some type of Yeah, weird type of fucking... Connection. Cosmic. <laughs> yes, that's cosmic the word I'm looking bullshit for. bullshit happening. Cosmic, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. That's it's July. Funny. Fucking July rules, man. Yeah, July's July's, the best it's, month. it's a good month. It's going to start getting a little too hot, though. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, but like, I will never complain about the heat. I mean, mm. if I do, it's a very rare, rare occurrence eh, because I'd rather be hot than cold. I don't know. I'm different. I, I'd rather be cold because I can get warmer usually. If I put something on, I get warmer. The hot. If I'm like hot, hot, and I can't cool down, oh, I'm so miserable. I'm the most miserable at that point. I could bake in the heat. I could sit in my office. Not that I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't love baking in the heat, but I could do it. It doesn't bother me that yeah. much where I could still be productive. And Brooke will come in sometimes and she'll be like, how Ugh. the hell are you sitting yeah. in here right now? Like this week's supposed to be 98 on Wednesday. That's much too much. 98? Yeah, that's too Is that much. Your, where's your threshold? My threshold yeah. for too much? Yeah. Like 90? 90, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even like it when it's really in the 80s, but when it starts getting into, like, the 90s zone, that's too much. This is another good thing about PA. Mm -hmm. With all the trees. Oh, yeah. It never gets, like, too, too hot. Because that's the problem around here, is, like, the humidity is what fucking kills you. Because it's 85 right now, but it says, with the humidity, feels like 90-something. Yep. And that's what kills you. That hot, thick, fucking chew the air. Ugh. I can't. I hate humidity. Dude, when we were driving, man, it was so nice. We had the windows down, air conditioner on. Mm -hmm. That's the flex. style. That's the, the flex. flex. The ultimate flex. That's the flex, dude. Uh, air on, windows down. Music blast. Let it rock, baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the dogs were so good on it. I love my dogs so much because yeah. I could literally just pick them up, put them in the car. They both <laughs> sit in the back. They're fine. We put their beds back there, right? Mm, happy. So they lay down. Dude, they're good. Not a, not a peep. happy. Not a peep. You took your car? Uh, no, nah, I took my mom's. You took the so truck. I swapped my mom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like an idiot, right? So when we first swapped initially, my mm. dumb ass takes both keys home. <laughs> so I had to turn all the way back around and go Ooh, all the way back far? to my mom's. How no, far? I was home. Oh, wow. Oh. I was home when I realized oh, no. it. So sure as shit, <laughs> I swap them again last night. We swapped the cars. I get back home. What do I have? No. Both fucking keys. You're again. unbelievable. That's unreal. Oh, I know you were pissed. So I called my mom. It was midnight already. Because oh. uh, we were celebrating my birthday, so we we're hanging yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yo, I got your fucking keys again. She's like, she had a, um, mm. I called my sister, actually, because I knew my mom wouldn't pick up. And my sister was there. So um, I told my sister, I, you know, I got mom's keys. So she woke up my mom <laughs> or whatever. And she's like, don't worry, I have a spare. So I'm uh. like, oh. Thank God. Because I did not want to turn around at that oh, point. Yeah. But Especially no. having a couple beers. You're yeah. like tired and shit. Nope. Nah. No thanks. No thank you. So that's <laughs> me. I mean, always a fucking klutz. Always losing shit. <laughs> yeah, never fails. Nah. Never fucking fail. That, that's always a guarantee with me. And then technology not. Oh, yeah. That's around. 100%. Like, literally every piece of technology you've ever bought, you've had to just rebuy immediately. Pretty Cause, much. Because it's usually, like, something wrong with that initial product. 
no matter what it is. It goes all the way back to like I think getting Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, and having to return it because it was broken. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 that shit is like I can't even explain that. It's like because it's cursed. Yeah, because it's literally every piece of electronics. I remember you're like you got the sound bar and you and the, but you were down about it because you knew it wasn't gonna work. When I bought the Sonos. Yeah. Originally, and you're like, oh, it's fucking. Or, or this one I just or bought. Maybe it's the one. No, no, no. It was the first one you bought. Like, you were hyped for it, but then you were like, I know it's going to break anyway. Like, my original song? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Jesus. Of course, yeah. naturally, man. It's, Ain't dead. It's a curse, or it's something like in my body? I don't know. Like, like the electricity yeah, field, yeah. your vibration you give off yep. fucking kills electronics. It's very possible, dude. I would not doubt it. Yeah, I mean. Maybe it was when you were like the dark energy from the, the house. From the house. Fucking <laughs> some, huh. some of the upside down in there. Back back in the day, there was some upside down activity. Yeah, man. Your, your, your room was like a gate. It was a portal. Yeah, it was a gate. For sure. Like, like I definitely want to do like, not now, but no, I definitely no. want to do it like some episodes where we go into like some haunted shit. We'll wait till like October. Yeah, we'll wait for Halloween time for some scary stories. Maybe we'll get Michelle on. Yeah, that'd be a good one to have Dom's mom come on. She's like a, you know, tell some real good stories from their house. And we could tell you some stories from his house. This house was fucked up. Oh, God, <laughs> man. I still don't trust that house. Yeah. that The vibe, it never went away. Like the activity, no. I think, went away, but like just the that. feeling. Yeah, man. Yeah. Still. You know what you mean. To this day, if you believe in that type of stuff, you'll know what I mean. But oh yeah, it'll give you the fucking creeps. Big time, brother. Big time. So, <laughs> but all right, we'll get into some things here now that we talked years off for some time for nonsense. No, everybody fucking loves it. I know. Um, I was watching uh, Vice TV. They always have. They have all the Dark Side of the Ring. They're doing everything. They're doing Dark Side of Comedy now. Like, they're going to have that one come out. But they had this one. It was, like, Dark Side, just, like, the 90s. And the episode just happened to kind of talk about early UFC and the guy that started it and all, like, you know, what it was before it was anything. And I totally forgot how fucking vicious those, like, first, like, one, two original UFCs really were. Barbaric. Yeah. No way classes. <laughs> like you're literally no weight classes, no glove. You didn't have to wear gloves. On you wear whatever you want, and it was all tournament style, and it was literally like just barbaric. And one of the interesting things that I I, I took away from that though was, um, I don't know which one it was at, but uh, big, big Mike McCarthy. He's always been like a staple referee with the UFC. He's been there since day one. He's like well, you're like the famous ref, yeah, big Mike. Yeah, yeah. So he was actually the one to come up with the idea of letting the refs stop the fights because before that they were just letting they're just letting people pretty much get beat to death. <laughs> like you watch some of these these videos, like um, I, I, we, we could pull up fighters or whatever, like some videos from like the the first ones. But you, it, it's so fucking vicious and brutal, and they start talking to fucking like Ken Shamrock is like you know he was huge in UFC. He was like their face. It was like Ken Shamrock and Gracie. They were like the, the first big names. Yeah. Yep. And they had like, like the real, first household names. Yep. And they had feuds and shit there too. And like what I thought was cool, well, they, when they started talking to fucking big uh, Dan fucking Hender, uh, Severn, Dan Severn, mm -hmm. absolute fucking beast because he was a fucking freak in those UFCs too. He kicked fucking Shamrock's ass. 
Not so exciting in uh, WWE. No, not at all. <laughs> but what I I don't I don't really remember if it was before or after UFC. But Ken Shamrock was like courted by UFC either either you know before like I guess before or after this. But it was a federation, and it sounds so fucking cool when they like brought it up. He was like, it never really got off the ground. But he said, I'm pretty sure. I guess he was fighting there before he went into UFC, and that's where they got him to do this. So it was basically UFC. It was like cage fighting, bare knuckle shit, but we're wrestling storylines. So like you have a storyline, and the matches though are just not predetermined because the person they're doing real fights, but like they're having storylines to build the fights. Now were the storylines real, like actual things happening in their lives, or was this just See, that's scripted stuff like wrestling? That I, I don't know, but I got the impression that it was like scripted stuff like wrestling, and that got me like my gears thing, like how crazy could that shit be if you can have like a federation like that? Like a wrestling federation, but it's fucking UFC. Right? And, and that's always the knock on wrestling from non-wrestling yeah, fans. Oh, it's not real. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. it's soap opera. It's not real. So it would definitely make appease it, that fan So base. make it fucking real yep. for you. When he was talking about it, I'm like, I'm like not surprised it didn't get off the ground, especially in that fucking time, like, period. Because they had fucking guys that were just like, you're, you're like 300 pounds, and you're fighting a dude who's like, oh, oh, 50 or something. Yeah. yeah. Like going fuck, like it's so crazy to think now. Like we could never do something like that now. No, 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 never no, no, do no, anything no. like that now. Especially like, no, forget it. And like signing up for like who would sign up for that now? Even like anybody? Jake Paul maybe. <laughs> oh, let's see. UFC one, and like we're at like UFC what now? Like thousand. They were talking like you know Severn and Shamrock interviewing these guys. How like they kind of. Made the styles of what they are today, like being able to use wrestling on the ground and pound and all that stuff, and not just these fucking random different styles. You know, like they were like starting the first people to kind of mold the styles together, which is you know it's it's kind of interesting. Shamrock looks like he'd still kick somebody's ass. He was wrestling until not too long ago for Impact again, I think. Was he? Yeah, I don't know if he still does once in a while or what, but he was still active, dude. Was he? Yeah. I mean. When they show their interview, he's in great fucking shape. He had a dark life too. He like him and his like him and his brother Frank. They're not really brothers. They just were adopted by the same guy. No shit. Yeah, I had never knew that. Yeah, and like he was like their guy that was like their mentor and shit like that. Kind of showed him how to fight and all that shit. Like wasn't even their real dad. So like they were both kind of like orphans. Sounds like a good movie plot, man. Hell yeah, (laughs) really does. Yeah, that'd be a sick movie actually. Uh I'd watch it. 100%. 100%. But, like, so if we're talking about Shamrock, he wrestled in WWE during, what, the Attitude Era, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now, to a little transition, WWE, apparently starting this Monday, is going back to TV 14, right? Yeah, and this is very interesting, man, which is you, Which is, you know, pretty much... What attitude era style, right? That was like what TV fourteen, you'd say. I mean, they will have a lot more flexibility in terms of the way they want to present their oh, show. Hell yeah! And if they want to open it up a little more and make it a little more sexual or racy or you know, <laughs> however you want to 
describe it, I think they're going to have the ability to do that. And I think mm-hmm. this is what I told you when I when I heard this story was like, can this just be Vince's like final just fuck you <laughs> to everybody right now with like all the lawsuits going on against uh-huh. him, all the shit in the media, more stories continue to come out because mm-hmm. of you know him paying off these women that you know he was having affairs with, and there yeah. was sexual misconduct taking place and things like that. Um, and whether it's true or not, you know, I'm not going to be the one to decide that. Mm-hmm. But all I could see or envision is Vince being, oh, you know, fuck you. You, know, <laughs> you, want, you want something? I'm going to give you the attitude era. Oh, yeah. You I'm going to just night number one on Raw. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the rosters are, but I, like I said, I was I was putting together my fantasy fucking lineup for, for a Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. and I had Dewdrop coming out, <laughs> issuing an open challenge for a bra and panties match. And then who would accept? Ah, so who would they have accept that? Uh, who do we who, who do we say would come out for that one? Ah. <sighs> So I forget who it was. It wasn't. It was a Nia Jack. No, 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 no. no. It's not Nia Jack. It's current current roster. Yeah. Oh, I know who it was. It was it was um, the alter ego, the uh, Santino Morella's sister. <laughs> sister. Um, do you remember when she was oh, competing no. in the women's division at yeah, one point? Yeah. So she comes out and accepts the open challenge against Dewdrop in a bra and panties match and um, unfortunately loses in a uh, in dramatic fashion uh, yeah 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 Dewdrop just takes it on and uh, twerks in, in celebration in front of the whole crowd it's disgusting. The whole crowd. Dude, that, that, that's so gross. I mean, but I just want to see. I want to see if no, I yeah, love to see Vince shit. Completely loses. Go full thing. Jerry Springer yeah, yeah. again. F- yeah, full blown. Fucking. You know what? Fuck all you. I don't care. Suck my suck my <sighs> dick. And then just <sighs> fucking starts unloading like the most disrespectful matches you could probably think of. Like he'll bring back that fucking. Uh, what was that match for fucking Dominic? Oh, <laughs> uh, for it was Eddie versus um, Eddie versus Ray, uh, Ray for custody for Dominic for the custody of the kid. Oh uh, yeah, dude, I, I would do some far He'll ass do some shit. shit like that. He'll have another. Oh, uh, uh, we said we said uh, we'd bring back uh, the Godfather. Yes, that's right. Um, and he'd win the twenty four seven title immediately. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. So basically, what we're doing right now is just running down scenarios of if Vince loses his mind completely. <laughs> And just wants to start going full heel when uh, it switches, when the clock strikes midnight on Raw and it goes back to being TV 14. I mean, imagine if he brings himself back to an on-screen character, the Mr. McMahon character imagine every if he, week. So imagine if he comes out, another one. My do you think of, he could do it at this age? No, hell no. I don't think so. I'm sure he could try. I'm sure, he, sure shit he would try. I know him, but I don't know if he could really pull it off. But uh, I, my main event for that would probably have to be him calling Stephanie out for another I Quit match, oh. doing another one. I still the most crazy. Oh, I still will watch that match on YouTube once in a while just to <laughs> laugh because he looks so fucking crazy. In that like that part where he's like looking up and he's fucking bleeding and he just like has that grin on his face. It's fucking gold. Art. Vince McMahon is absolute fucking gold in the wrestling like. World, you can't beat the Mr. McMahon character no, as a heel. No. It's impossible. The man knows how to entertain. Yeah. Oh my God. Anything. Yeah. Say what you want about him personally. Mm-hmm. Again, 
We're not the people to decide what's going on. No. But the man knows how to entertain. Hell yeah. Um, like fucking. Um, I know the product has been stale for quite some time, but I'm hoping this is an opportunity, really. Yeah, because I was around, man. I would tune in to like, you know, you're starting to open up and make it more like adult. Good. I'd I'd, I'd tune in a little more. So I'd like to see what happens now. Like with, I mean, I want to see some of the talent they have. But I would like to see what happens, you know, now with, you know, going forward, what they could do. We're having the freedom to be risque or yeah, fucking yeah. or whatever the fuck, you know, or maybe even just more violent, you know, in the ring in general, like a little more blood, a little more chair shots, you know, I'll take all that shit. Please. <laughs> fucking. Um, all right. Oh, so here. All right. Yeah. So since we've been talking about wrestling real fast, I last week or the last, not last week, but it was the last episode we did, right? Uh, episode 21. Did we talked about uh, Ric Flair? Was did we? Was that the Nature Boy? Was that was that was our last episode? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we talked about Nate and how he's gonna have one final match. He's gonna die in the ring. It's like one match, boy, one final match, one Nature Boy. Yeah, just die in the ring and that's it. Woo! But uh, I found uh, the card. So the rest of the the fights on this pay per view he's gonna have for his. Funeral match. <laughs> Do we have the na- for the casket match? <laughs> for the casket. Do we have the name of the promotion? That's the thing. There is no name of the promotion, and it's the guys that are wrestling on it are mixes of other promotions. So there's guys. So like basically, for example, this first match they have it's uh Josh Alexander, who's the Impact World Champion, versus uh, Jacob Fatu, and that's like t- and it's an Impact World Title match. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's on there. And then there's this MZW or Major... Oh, yeah, MLW. So Major League Wrestling. Okay, okay. They, they're bringing... So they're going to have Killer Cross with Scarlett Bordeaux. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Versus Harry Smith, which is... Like Davy Boy's. Boy's son. Yeah. 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 And you're going to have uh, the Wolves, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian. I think that's probably going to be an awesome Not match. bad. Also labeled as Impact ta- Dream Tag Match. So, like, that's what I'm saying. It's not what... I don't know if they're going to have one promotion on there or, or actually promote them as their individual actual promotions. Yeah, interesting. Kind of reminds me of the original... What was it? All Out or All mm-hmm. In? Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Where they just... You know, it wasn't AEW yet, mm-hmm. but they had all these guys coming Oh, in yeah. From, it was just like the all elite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their first pay-per-view. Yep. That's right. Uh, before it was AEW, yeah. you know, that's the one awesome. that Cody and Young Bucks put on. That's awesome. Yeah, that was like the start of it. Yeah. That was awesome. You think about what it's grown into. Yeah. That's incredible, actually. I remember seeing the Dark Order like show up. I guess it was like the end of the card. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who the hell are these guys? Uh, Man, I had no idea who any of yeah. those guys were. But this next match that's on this card is actually interesting to me. It's the Von Erics, the New Age Von Erics, versus the fucking Briscoes. Your boys. My boys. The fucking Briscoe Borders. Those fucking dirty motherfuckers. I love them. I love them. Can't help it. And uh, then we got, I guess this is also Impact. So it's uh, Rachel Ellering versus Deanna Pazoa. Right. Yep. Yeah, Parazo. And Gordian Grace. She's the world champion. So they're having a triple threat for the title. And you have uh, New Japan wrestlers Clark Connors versus Ren Narita. And then some promotion I've never heard of. It looks like a lucha promotion because it's uh, it's Ray Phoenix. Is it AAA? 
Yeah, it's Triple I. Ray Phoenix, Taurus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. Nice. Yes, in a four-way match. So not a bad card, not dude. Not a bad card. And then, then you have Flair's final match. Is that the main event? Flair? Yeah, it's got to be, right? Of course. That's the hot thing. They're literally having the pay-per-view for him, so, I mean, it has to be. But, I mean, like, yeah, when I looked at that, I said, you know what? It's not, like, a crazy car, like, holy shit, I can't believe these matches, but got some pretty interesting good matches on there. But they haven't announced the opponent for Flair yet. Not yet. That's still a mystery. Huh. Which is, I, I don't know, even know, who, like, what route they were going to go. I know. We talked about it last episode, too. Mm-hmm. And I know we threw out some kind of, like, dream opponents, things like that. But, yeah. realistically, you know... Who can that be? It's. I'll tell They're you. Bring another old timer in. I, it could very well be another old timer. I still think it's going to be a tag match. Yeah. Well, they didn't say nothing about that, or who was you know partner would be or anything like that. So if they did that, it would have to be like on the fly, you know. But uh, I, I, dude, I, I, it would have to be somebody from one of these other promotions. I, I'd assume like WWE is not cutting a guy no. loose to a fight Ric Flair. They're just not. And, I mean, AEW, I don't think they give a shit. They'd be on board and let somebody wrestle. But, I mean, like, he doesn't have connections or really, like, few, you know, anything with people who were there, really. I mean, Sting. Sting. You know? Not, a bad, not a bad call there. You know, you're working with Sting. He's super safe, you know, mm-hmm. at this point in his career. He's not going to do anything to jeopardize or injure Ric Flair, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think... I think at this point, Sting could carry the match still with a seventy-three-year-old yeah. uh, Ric Flair in the ring. Um, I mean, it's possible. You know, he would need to. You need someone that can, obviously. Yeah. And they have familiar. I feel you know they wrestled in, in WCW. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's rapport. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I could yeah. definitely, definitely see them going that route. What's Hulk Hogan doing these days? <laughs> He's running the beach shop. You can't convince him to come out <laughs> for one match against Flair. Are you kidding me? But I'm telling you, if they did, that would be the slowest, sloppiest shit you ever seen. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Hogan safe. won't do it because yeah. that's legacy damaging for him. Oh, yeah, because you know he's losing. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, Flair, the Flair's winning whoever he's fighting. Yeah, Hogan ha- would have to go over. There's the, oh, it's the only way he would do it. I'm still thinking about if fucking they sent Brock out there's F5 him six times. Unreal. Like, that's what he wants. Just, just what they, I want Brock to F5 me as much as he can until I'm dead, and that's what I want. And bury me right under the ring. <laughs> like, do you think Jay Lethal's going to fight him? I I know they were since training. they're training together. I mean that's a possibility too because you know it's going to be super safe. They've been working together. Yep. They're familiar. They probably have the whole thing completely routined out. Like I I wouldn't doubt that either. It's very another thing. Like I said, that's a, AEW definitely not. They don't care. Go ahead, wrestle them. You know mm-hmm. they're not uptight like WWE. The mm. Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. Well, it's wide open in AEW now. You got guys defending all, like Impact yeah. titles over there. You know what they're starting to um, the IWGC title. It's J- too many titles, Party. man. Well, they just uh, what's the one they just had? Uh, Pac just won at the uh, All Atlantic. North, title? Yeah, All Atlantic, Atlantic. Yeah. Well, Jay, uh, I think. Tony Khan came out and said that that t- so that title is going to be defended different than other titles. How so? So he, he got vague and was saying something about how all his, you know this person's a fighting champion, this one's a fighting champion. Uh-huh. So yeah, so there, Tony Khan did an interview recently with. Uh, it's actually funny. It was the the guy Robbie Fox, I think, that has a bar school bar stool podcast. It's funny because we were talking about how to infiltrate bar stool earlier. Earlier. <laughs> 
But um, in an interview there, Tony Khan, he confirmed that the All-Atlantic Championship is going to be defended differently than other belts in the company. Uh, Pac recently went to Rev Pro to defend the belt against uh, Shada Unoma, a match that aired on AEW Dark last week. Uh, We have a great All-Atlantic champion in Pac. And the way he's defending the title now, it's going to be a little different than the way some of our other champions have to. Uh, Pac is defending the title around the world. He's fighting. He's a fighting champion. We're going to have a lot of fighting champions in AEW who are fighting on Dynamite Rampage every week and also on pay-per-view. Pac won the title on pay-per-view at Forbidden Door. We'll see if he comes back to America. So basically, I'm assuming he's going to defend it in all these other promotions. Interesting. So like yeah, so I'm assuming that that so maybe they're not going to defend the you know the world title in right. in Impact, but maybe Pac ends up in Impact defending the All Atlantic title. That is kind of cool. I you mean, know. yeah, that's that I like that concept because he can pop up you know basically anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all guys from different promotions competing for that title. I mean, that builds some intrigue. It puts mm-hmm. some spotlight on not only AEW but other promotions as well. Um, which is always good. It's, I mean, that's just good for wrestling in yeah. period. You know and what I mean? And I think it actually, it would give like Tony Khan some like, so you get this juice with these guys, right? From these other promotions that you don't ever have to pay. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no. Perfect um, tactical marketing strategy oh, yeah. right there, man. Hell yeah. 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 Use someone else's uh, resources, um, oh. you know, for your benefit. Fuck it. Yeah. So yeah, this guy's going to fucking fight for the old Atlantic title, have this great match with Pac, and I don't have to pay him a cent. Now, now the one interesting thing, and I think the, the downfall of this whole setup, right, if this is how mm-hmm. it's going to be, is that you won't, it won't allow for um, regular TV time on AEW for Pac. So maybe he won't be yeah. involved in like long-term storylines story and yeah. things like that because as it sounds, he'll be Bouncing. defending all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very true too. But I mean, I guess that's like what they kind of want with this title where it's like you're just literally a defending champion. Like every match you're going to have is probably going to be defending the title. Yeah, and you're you basically know? like the AEW spokesman yeah. for all these, yeah. Throughout the country. Yeah. You know? It's not bad. You know, it's not bad. It's interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it shapes up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely interested to see where that goes. But, uh, yeah, man, it's about that time. Yeah. How about we take a break? break. Let's yeah. do that. Break and um, we'll come back. Get into some other things. We got some football cards to look at. Oh, that's right. Right. And we get back. Bitch. So uh, you guys just hang out. I don't know. Do something with Dave. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's going on, ladies and gents of Chop Sports? It's your boy, Sturch, again. And today I want to talk to you about our newest affiliate and sponsor, and that's the Fusco Insurance Agency. Michael Fusco has partnered up with Chop Sports, and we are very pumped about every single service his company has to offer. The Fusco Insurance Agency offers personal and commercial lines, life insurance, health insurance. They even help with retirement and employee benefit administration. They offer accounting services through Prestige Tax Group, tax preparation and planning, bookkeeping, payroll, retirement planning, insurance, asset protection, and even life settlements. Guys, they even fix your credit, okay? They have credit repair through their own physically fit credit repair. They offer exclusive plans, and Fusco's promise to you is that you can't lose money and you can participate in all the gains with a cap. If you're looking for a blend of personal service and expertise, you've come to the right place. They offer a broad range of services for business owners and independent professionals. Their rates are affordable, they're very experienced, and of course, the most important part about this whole thing, they're very friendly people. Visit the website right now for more of the ins and outs that Michael offers at www.fuscoinsurancecompany.com. 
What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. And we're back. Back at it again. Second half of episode those those season three all-star vintage podcast thanks for hanging out shop sports network and Boom, sticking man. with us folks thank you mm-hmm. and um before we go into the next segment where i do share three random cards from my football card collection rabid um some breaking news slash non-news but what? we were talking about it what? right before the break what, what? and um what happened? what happened when i was gone paying this is regarding rick flair's last match oh, and and who he's going to wrestle. Oh, so development, huh? Latest developments, according to PW Insider, that um, they're currently filming, or they, they did film a three-part documentary. Oh, wow. That's going to premiere on Mondays, and oh, they're going to continue awesome. airing it leading up to Flair's final match. It's oh, probably going to be sick. So I think on the third episode... Mm-hmm. This no, match. The fi- no, the final episode he announces. Oh, who's going to fight? Who he's wrestling. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't know where the hell it, it's airing. I think maybe Fight TV or something. Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the hell to find this thing. Yeah. But that's uh, that's cool. I'm yeah. down with that. That's like, I'm down with that. On to the football card. We do not have name for a segment. I mm. like the first one, too, man. What we got? Um, one of my, definitely, definitely. Uh-huh. Back in the day, one of my favorite uh, defensive guys from the Vikings, um, from 1999, uh, we're looking at a tops, mint condition, John Randall, man. Classic John Randall. Check it out. He was a nut, John Randall. I just have sweaty fingers on my tongue. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the better uh, defensive tackles for a pretty long period of time in the NFL, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think, think he by tried the time, to kill Boomer once, though. He legitimately tried to hurt Boomer, I think. At, by the time this card was dropped, it was 19... 19- 99, so this has up to his 1998 season. Mm-hmm. But um, just looking at some of the sacks, man. He's and, a machine. Uh, you know, his first season, 1990 with the team, wasn't impactful. But then 91, nine and a half sacks. 92, 11 and a half. 93, 12 and a half. 94, 13 and a half. Mm. 95, 10 and a half. 96, 5, 97, 15 and a half, Whew, and 98, in. 10 and a half. Went in. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. was a monster. And that Consistent. was a fucking D tackle, not yeah. even a DN, dude. Oh, yeah. Consistent. Yeah, a D tackle, that's impressive. Cons- you know, constantly consistent. That's That was him. And he was insane. An entertaining player. I always love a good personality. All right, number two for got? today, uh, San Francisco 49ers running back, man, Garrison Hurst. Garrison Hurst. Yeah, I've heard that name in a long time. Garrison Hurst. Number 20, running back for the Niners, man. So this card, Classic. Uh, I think this is a 1997 release card. This was a playoff first and 10. Okay. Um, I don't know. I had this one series of these cards, the first and 10. I don't know how many series they actually made, mm-hmm. but that was like the manufacturer, not a big name, but gotcha. this was a cool series. So anyways, 
Um, says on the back of the card, a little fun fact, after mm-hmm. rushing for 847 yards for the Bengals last season, Hurst is expected to heat up the contest for the starting halfback spot in San Fran this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember him being a Bengal. Bengal. Um, I I don't want to say yes, but I, when I, his name came up, I remember him being other places. So, I remember him being on other but I couldn't pinpoint it. So maybe I was thinking Bengals, but I was thinking he played somewhere else. So Hurst, yeah, he had um, before he joined the Niners, he was in the NFL for four years already. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just always associated Garrison Hurst with the Niners. Niners yeah. So There's I don't a lot know. of guys like that. And I guess that's really where he made his name, though. Oh, you of know, course. Had his longevity. But uh, all right, what, cool. What year was that card? Um, I think '97. I was gonna say yeah, because '94 is when they won the Super Bowl. You'll like this one What's too, that? man. Uh, R.I.P. Oh. This is a uh, upper deck 1991. Kevin Green, oh, St. Louis Rams linebacker. That, that rules. Kevin Green rule. Um, and it was, and it's probably the fucking awesome yellow blue jerseys. Yeah, rule. The best. Yeah, the fucking best. They never had to tinker with those things, man. Yeah, some jerseys in the NFL they just don't have a touch, but they they do, and they fuck everything up. So this was a 1991 upper deck. Uh, Kevin Green. Um, I said St. Louis Rams. Let me take that back. Los that Angeles Rams. L.A. Ram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 6'3", 242, man. Just a, just a beast, man. Yeah. And then where'd he start originally? Was he, uh, uh, was it with the Rams? Did he, did he go to Green Bay? No, it wasn't he uh, a pack. I mean, uh, Panther. No, no, later uh, on. a bear. No, no, Steelers. What was it? Was he on the Steelers? Oh, is that where he started? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe, I mean, 1991. I got. I'm curious now. It's not on the back. Let's see. No, he from 86 to 90, he was with the Rams. With the Rams. So that's where he had to get drafted. Yeah. So where was he at after that? Um. So yeah, I mean, 86 through 90 on this card. Um, in 86, seven sacks. Uh, 87, six and a half. 88, 16 and a half. He was a DT. 89, too. He, was, he was a defensive 16 and tackle. And a half. Too. Oh, he's a linebacker. That's right. And 90, 13. Mm, I mean, dude was bad. balling yeah. out, man. Mm, and a, uh, a former Jet coach as well on the defensive staff. Um, yeah. Semi recently. Kevin Green was a badass. Yeah. So that's the three. Good cards. Um, good picks. They're starting to heat up yeah, a little they're, bit. They're getting yeah. better. They're not better. fucking. Dan fucking McGuire and who the fuck else there was. Uh, so we have John Randall, Garrison Hurst, and Kevin Green for the three nice. this week. Uh, John Randall's probably my top out of that one. Um, it's a toss-up between Randall and Green. Mm. Um, I'm going with Green. I just think it's the mm-hmm. cooler card. Oh, yeah, that is cool. That's cool, bro. What was I saying? Yeah, we were just talking about some NFL shit before I came across... Um, you know me coming across lists, you know. It was what was it? It was what was it? Okay. It was it's one underappreciated player from every team. Is so, this all time or current rosters? Current rosters. So it's like one underappreciated player, Jets Braxton Berrios. That's that literally it. You you guessed it. <laughs> like yeah, for the AFC NFC, so I have everybody here. So, we'll do the AFC first. Okay. Do you want to try to guess them? Like, because you just guessed oh, Braxton Berrios. Man, that's my team. I just know my team. I know. Um, no. Yeah. So, Mm-mm. the Bills, right? Yeah. They're most under... Well, what we'll do is we'll just go through them and see if we can well, fucking the Bills, think of somebody better. Is, or, it, is, is the Bills... Um, 
who their most underappreciated guy is? Is it a guy that's been on the team or is it a new addition to the team? It's a guy who's probably been there a little while. Okay, never mind. Yeah. No, it's uh, Jordan Poyer. Who's that? Uh, he's a D-back. D- okay, a, yeah, yeah. 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 He's been um, there a little while. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just go through and see if we kind of... I was going to say Jameson Crowder, maybe. If, well, he just got there. Yeah, he just got there. <laughs> he, he'll probably turn out to be. So, we'll just see. We'll go through them and then see either if we could think of someone better or, like, see if it's spotted. Because the Jet one, literally, you, you, you guess that one real fucking quick. But, uh, so the Dolphins. Who do you think their uh, most underappreciated player would be? Uh, it is... Mike Gesicki. Is he underappreciated, though? That's what, I've, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, though, I that's really debatable. I consider him underappreciated. Yeah. Like, he's pretty he's much, a jet killer, that motherfucker. Oh, he's a fucking everybody killer. Like, that dude's no joke. Uh, so the Pats, they have Matthew Judon. Judon, yeah. So when it comes to them, I mean, I, I agree with that. They got a great, you know, their D-line is always good. They always somehow find these guys... On their D line, that are nobody's everywhere else. But when they play for Belichick, forget about Will it. Wilfork all those years. Uh-huh. Richard Fuck Seymour. Think about Van Noy. Oh, fucking another guy. Jack Killer. Yeah. Nikovich. Uh, and like this is another one that I don't really agree with either. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson. Makes He's no not sense. Underappreciated. Where does where the fuck did this list come from? CBS Sports. Bad job, CBS. Yeah, and CBS is usually very on point with a lot of their shit. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you gonna say Lamar Jackson's underappreciated? He won the MVP. Come on. That's <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's but okay, so if you if you were to think about the Ravens, who you think their unappreciated player would be? I don't really know their roster that well, but if we're gonna go around them, if you're gonna say Lamar Jackson, I'll just counter with Mark Andrews. He's a hell of a tight end. Yeah, I think that's fair. Hell I think of that's a tight really end. fair. Fucking, he's probably one of the best. He's probably top five tight end. Yeah, I think that's more realistic. I like it. Yeah. So, all right, the Steelers, they have wide receiver Deontay Johnson. And that's legit. I, I'm with that because I picked Deontay Johnson up in fantasy when no one knew who he was. And I fucking, he, I rode his ass all the way to the fucking playoffs. Uh, so then you have the Browns. They have Joel Benito. I don't even know who the fuck No that idea. Is. It's it's one of their offensive linemen, though, which, fine, I get that. You know, it's the Browns. They're a fucking mess. Uh, the Bengals, they have Joe Mixon, obviously running back. Underappreciated? Underappreciated. I mean, I get it, I guess. When you think about the rest of that team, they're really, like, heavy on their receivers. You know, they have, like, their offense is insane. Like, yeah, they might have lost. They lost Uzama, right? The Jets picked him up. Yeah, we got him now. So you still have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, All right. So the Jaguars, their unappreciated guy is wide receiver Marvin Jones. And that's good. That's a good one. That dude is underappreciated everywhere he goes. Agreed. He's probably one of the most underappreciated players in the league, period. And he's been around for a long time. He's old, man. Yeah, he's old. He ain't no spring chicken. Uh, the Texans is Brandon Cooks, another guy who I agree. I, I think is another just underappreciated everywhere he goes. He, I, I don't understand how he bounces around the me way he either. does. He was great for the Rams. Is he like a bad locker room guy? Maybe I don't think bad so. for culture. I no, don't know because I think um, what's his face, uh, Davis Mills, the current quarterback 
for the. For the I Texans. think like he was really advocating to re-sign him. Like he's like, I need him. So the Colts now they have it's cornerback uh, Kenny Moore. Never even heard of him. If you want to say he's your, if he's a part of that defense that turned it around last year and became one of the best defenses in the league, sure, I'll yeah. Buy it. The Titans is Harold Landry, linebacker, who's okay. Yeah, he's he's legit. Um, the Chiefs, Orlando Brown, offensive line. I get it. And then the Raiders. The only reason he's unappreciated, underappreciated, is because they make him underappreciated. Car? Yes. <laughs> they underappreciate him. It's well, their listen, fucking they fault. just gave him the best wide receiver in the league. So, yeah. you know. Towards the end of his career. <laughs> yeah, but he could have a run, no, man. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's I, still young enough. Yeah, he's good. Now, they're going to, dude, they're going to be good. Yeah. McDaniels is, you know. He stepped in good. shit. Yeah. He got lucky. Motherfucker. So. Oh, yeah. But he knew what he was doing. And another one. This one is another one I don't get for underappreciated. Justin Herbert. All they did was talk about this dude last year. That makes absolutely no sense. That's all they did was talk about Justin Herbert last year. Second coming. So, so let's always they got to explain like, the criteria for this. Yeah, because the, yeah, these writers, man, they got balls putting this shit out there. Who's writing this? This is according to Jeff Kerr. Mm, Jeff Kerr, come on. Step your game up, pal. Jeff Kerr. And then for the Broncos, you have Patrick Sertan, which, you know, he's a young guy. He's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be the real. So that's the AFC. Okay. I get it. You know, some of those I agree Mixed with. Bag. S- some of them I clearly do not agree with at all. At all. So now we got to run through the NFC right quick. You got the, the my boys, the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott. Like, I don't know how I feel because... Is he underappreciated? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do, I, do I really consider him underappreciated? I don't think so. I think I'd consider Tony Pollard a little more underappreciated than he there is. There you go. So maybe just swap them. And I, I agree buy with that. It, you know. Uh, the Bears, Robert Quinn, defensive tag. Still doing it? End, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, yeah. He's How old under, is Quinn? He's up there, dude. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to look it up. But I'd, I'd assume I'm going to ballpark it. 34 years old. Let's see. I'm going 36. Let's what? see. Okay. Let's uh, see. Born 1990. Yeah, like 31, 32 probably. That's it? Yeah, really. I feel like I Quinn... feel like he's a man old, right? Yeah. I felt like that too. Let's see. So he started in 2011. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah, I got, maybe that's why we just assume he's old. Did he, did he get in the league young? Maybe. He came in the league like 19, you know? Maybe 20. One of those guys, though, man, always solid, too. So, uh, all right, so now you're moving on now to the Buccaneers, and they have Mike Evans on there. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. He's their number Explain one Explain that receiver. to me. Yeah. He's their number one receiver. One of the best receivers in the league? Yeah. Okay. You want to say, sure. say Godwin? Okay, maybe. 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 You want to say Fournette? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would say Fournette. So that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys are getting paid this money. We could do this shit. <laughs> we're, we're doing this shit right here. And is this obviously, yes, it's Jeff Kerr. He's continuing. Um, then you have the Rams with A. Sean Robinson, defensive tackle. I mean, sure. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you have the Seattle Seahawks have Tyler Lockett at receiver. Okay. Yeah, I buy it. Yeah. Uh, Rash- I mean, I don't know if he's underappreciated. Yeah, that's about, but maybe. He's borderline. Yeah. I feel like, uh,. He's underappreciated because DK's there. Yeah, that's true. 
That's so. true. And like Lockett was kind of like the guy before mm-hmm. DK came there, but he mm-hmm. was never really like that true number one. Yeah, but he can make. He's made he's some good. insane catches. Like if you go back and look at his highlight reel, it's probably one of the most impressive overall wide receiver highlight reels I've probably ever seen. Because he's made some insane catches with Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Um, all right, so now we have the Packers and Rashawn Gary, defensive mm-hmm. uh, linebacker. Yeah, I get it. He's he's really good. Uh, the Cardinals, D-back Jalen Thompson. I never even heard of that, dude. Yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> no. no. And then same thing with the 49ers. This is a guy Brad's probably going to be like, yeah, he's the fucking man. It's uh, Aziz Al-Shair. I don't think I've heard uh, what of position linebacker. Mm. I was like Brad probably like, oh yeah, he's like fucking our third string quarter fucking linebacker's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's next? Eagles. T.J. Edwards, another linebacker I've never heard of. The next one though is my fucking guy. It's the Saints quarterback Jameis Winston. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Mm-hmm. Very underappreciated. And, I, and, like, I watched a video of him yesterday, actually. It was, like, him breaking down, like, the guys, like, talking about the year, like, what they're going to have to do to sacrifice. Like, he's just, like, a good leader. Like, he's a good dude, like, leader-wise in the clubhouse. I think if he's healthy, healthy this year, I think he has an opportunity to, you know, mm-hmm. have a decent season. Yeah, we'll see. That job is, you know. And who's the coach now? Open. Dennis Allen? Um, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, that job's pretty much wide open. As long as he rides it right, he could take that job. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, Brian O'Neill, defensive tackle. Brian, I never heard of you, but the tackle, sure. <laughs> uh, then you got the Commanders, the losers, Charles Lynn and Leo Jr. Yeah, sure. yeah, I don't even know who you are. Nobody on that team is a fucking uh, underappreciated. I'm just picking. Like, I, just, I don't know. The whole team's crap. Oh, this is a funny one. The Giants. Underappreciated player. Daniel Jones? Yep. That's a joke. <laughs> yep. Daniel fucking Jones. Underappreciated. Sure. Maybe perform, buddy. Uh, the Lions. Tracy Walker. D-back. Yeah, I get it. The Panthers. Taylor Moten. D- I never heard of him. And then uh, then you have the Falcons with Chris Lidstrom. Also someone I've never heard of. So uh, Mr. Jeff Kerr putting together these fucking lists that... Pretty much don't make much sense. <laughs> I really, really need to know the criteria for this. Like, Mr. Kerr, please yeah. explain this to me. <laughs> Come out with, like, a spreadsheet and, like, do what you got to do before you put these fucking lists out. Because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're talking about guys that are underappreciated winning a fucking MVP. <laughs> like, that's not underappreciated at all. Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's that's it for football and shit right now. Well, before, you know, we maybe skip off into the sunset and all that. No ha-ha this week? No, I might have a little ha-ha, but it's a little old. Uh, I wanted to just uh, swing over to the realm of metal and musica. And that's uh, rumors of a possible Pantera reunion. No Which, longer a rumor. No, but also to me, Confirm. not a rumor. I don't, or not not a reunion. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't consider it a real reunion, personally, well, it's because it's not exactly because <laughs> it's, it's not. But like you have Phil, you have Rex, cool. 
Literally, you cannot do it any other way than having Zach Wilde play guitar. Like, if anyone's going to fill in, and if, I, I yeah. think everyone said this for how many years now? Yeah. If it was ever going to happen, it had to be Zach Wilde, right? And so he's on, and then what you said was the drummer for Anthrax, yes. right? Fine. That's fine. But it's not Vinnie Paul, and it's not Dimebag Daryl. And I get it. They're not with us, so it can't happen. But it really can't be a reunion then. Like, you, I, I don't, and this is another thing, though. People are, I see people getting uptight about it. You know, like, oh, like, like, all right, I'll sit here and I'll say it's not a reunion, fine. But people are like, oh, no, I'm not going to see that's garbage. Like, it's trash. I won't see it. Like, I get that it's not the original guys, but I would go see it. I don't care. I would definitely go see it because Phil still has pipes. He still can belt them out. And like you said, if, if anybody's playing guitar, it's going to be Zach Wilde. Because he's one of the only people who could fucking hack it to begin with. And then just his connection with Dime personally on a personal level. So if the, if, if, the, if the show comes through town, I'd go see it. Listen, I'm, I'm good with it, too. And for me, I think it really comes down to price. I mean, if they, if they go outrageous with ticket prices, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay $300 to not see Pantera, to yeah, see, like, yeah. fake Pantera. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Although, I, I would yeah. like to get good seats if I, if, if I do go. Um, but, yeah, like, going back to what you were saying before about, like, you know, you can't really call it Pantera mm-hmm. because it's it's not. But it could very much be a tribute mm-hmm. to Pantera. So maybe do like maybe call it like not like Pantera reunion, just call it like uh, Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, a Pantera yeah. reunion. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Fucking there it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, perfect. Actually. And I think if you do that, you can satisfy everybody. Yeah, no I one's going to be offended. And I think, like you said, I agree. I think it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that people are getting offended by it in the first place. But, yeah. you know, I think that would be the best route to go. Call them Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. It's a Pantera reunion show featuring, mm-hmm. you know, I forget the num- the name of the drummer from Anthrax yeah, like and Zach Wilde, you know, and, you know, it, why not? Yeah. You know, no, and then I've, had them jam out. It's still going to be heavy as shit. Exactly. They're playing Pantera tunes. You still have Phil up there. I mean, say what you want about him, too. But, yeah, I mean, that, if he's on and motivated... There's almost nobody better. Oh, dude, it's going to be great. And, like, to me, I'd have to... I'd want to go see, too, because, like, that's one of the bands I always regret never getting to see. Same. I never got to experience it live. And I had opportunities, and I fucking blew them. You know? Like, and it's one of those stupid scenarios where you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to... They'll be back. See you next time. You know, I'm going to catch them next time. And, you know, next time never fucking happened. Like, like I was just saying, though, like, Phil, when he's on, like, almost, there's almost nobody better. Dude's got an insane voice. And for all the shit he's put himself through and, like, you know, like you said, say what you want about him as a person and, like, some of the stupid, dumb bullshit he's, you know, spat it out and talked about. But that fucking guy somehow is, can still do it. After all the abuse, you know, you've seen fucking all these legends fucking drop and shit. And this dude can still do it and do it at a high level. And it's impressive when, like, you got, like, you see, like, a guy, like, uh, like when they do some of these uh, Motley Crue wannabe reunions, or whatever, and you hear him, like, Vince Neil trying to do that shit. No way. 
It just sounds. It's like there's a video online where someone's like dubbing the words of what he's like saying because it just sounds like the most ridiculous thing. It's like, Maya, 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 Maya. That's like that's what it sounds like. That's kickstart my heart. Oh boy, Maya, Maya. <laughs> but now I mean, do you think they're gonna play like? What do you think the set list is going to be? I mean, are they just going to play the bangers? Of course. And they're just going to play for how long? Probably. A couple hours? I'd say probably two. Yeah. I was saying in the ballpark of two. I would yeah. like, you know, too, I would like some, like, jam sessions and covers and shit like that in between, mm-hmm. too. Or some down songs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'd listen to a couple down songs. M- mix it up a little bit, you know? Um, a couple covers. Maybe Damage Plan. <laughs> That, that was really bad shit. <laughs> Damage Plan was really bad. No interest in that band. <laughs> Super Dream Ritual, another one, just not good. Mm-mm. But I like Down. Yeah, Down was solid, man. That was like... And now he has the Illegals. That's the band he's with That's now. his new thing? Phil Ansamo and the Illegals. The Illegals, oh wow. <laughs> but I did see a live stream of them covering good. all Pantera songs. Was it? So I did... So I saw... Oh, that was what I watched. Okay. Yeah, I had seen that. But I actually saw a video of uh, Zach Wallen, their band playing. Black Label. Black Label. They were playing. And Phil and Rex came out and they started playing. Um, oh. Well, they played. Um, no, maybe they played Becoming. Well, they, no, no, no. My bad. They played Five Minutes Alone. Okay. Yeah. So they came out and they play, and I thought I'm like, and like the video was like, so you want to see what Zach Wallen sounds like with these guys, you know, doing Pantera? Well, here it is, and it was I don't know how recent it was, but it was them playing. It sounded fucking good. Yeah, man. Like I said, I don't think anyone's gonna be really disappointed if you go there mm. and just accept it for what it is and yeah. don't expect. Pantera, because those two guys, like you said, not with us anymore. It's not going to be exactly the same, but it's going to be heavy as shit. It's going to be nostalgic, and um, I think it should be a good time. So, yes, I am with you, brother, on that if they uh, if they come close. Yeah, if they're performing close by, I'm in, man. Fucking, I don't really have a ha-ha moment of the week this week, right? But I do have a moment of the week, technically. Just moment. No, nah, yeah, well, yeah, it was from a long... So, it was from 4th of July, and it's been some time since passing, but, you know... I had to do it because it cracks, still cracks me up. So 4th of July comes, and it's your typical traditional hot dog eating contest at Coney Island. One of the more American traditions we have on 4th of July is stuff your fucking face with pig ass and whatever the fuck else is in a hot dog. And not like, oh, one or two hot dogs. We're talking uh, lots of hot dogs. And... Joey Chestnut, the reigning crown king of eating hot dogs and other fucking food that you eat competitively because that's what he does. And that still also blows my mind that somebody gets to eat for a living. Made a career. Yeah, people get to do that for a living and make tons more money than I do. So Joey Chestnut's doing his thing. He's, he's sucking dogs down left and right. And somebody comes on stage with a sign protesting your typical fucking 2022 bullshit. And not even skipping a beat, Chestnut yokes this man up, throws him to the fucking ground, 
and continues to suck down 68 fucking hot dogs. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a fucking man of honor. I don't know if that's yeah, a yeah. ha-ha moment, but... I'll, Something notable. I will always give love to Joey Chestnut. Just first of all for just being the man at doing that shit, but also knocking some fucking loser out and like I said, still putting it down an obscene amount of fucking hog meat. And I think we're gonna wrap it up. Right. We're wrapping it up. It's about that time, my brother. Let's that do time. that. Hey, listen. It's about that time. If you like what you hear, you want to support the show, make sure to follow us uh, on social media and mm-hmm. visit our website at allstarvintage.shop. Yes. And as always, tell your friends, man, and uh, spread friends, the love of the All Star Vintage Podcast, man. Yeah. It's football season coming up soon, so we're going to be getting dark. It's going to be sick. But everybody out there, take it fucking sleazy. We out. This has been the All-Star Vintage Podcast with your hosts, Mark Jameson and Dom Morrow. We'll be back with another episode whenever we feel like it.